And diversity is our strength, is it? Well, I think there are some people at uh, running to be in City Hall wondering, I'm not so sure about that. You know, we are just weeks away from municipal elections. They happen on October 24th. It is barely a conversation, and it really should be, because these are the people who we elect and have the most consequential uh, effects on our everyday life, whether it's the potholes that our cars fall into and or the water pricing or the taxes we pay on our property. These are the people that work for us and actually impact us the most. And it's interesting this year because unlike past years, we have a number of seats wide open and it's provided a really great opportunity to get new blood, new ideas and new backgrounds in, uh, whether it's race, religious, gender represented, there's a whole opening that we could get in. Because in the last election, you look, just four of the 26 councillors elected were non-white. And so there are numbers of candidates this year who are trying to get their foot in the door and represent a city that some say, look, it doesn't represent the diversity of this city. And one of those candidates is Chloe Brown, and she is running for mayor. Great to have you on the show, Chloe. Thanks for joining Thank you for opening the space for me. Well, you know, it's it's unfortunate because, you know, all I've been hearing for weeks is that John Tory, I mean, he's pretty much been anointed. And so when I see these races, I know how hard it is to punch through the noise and even get your name out there, especially when we're in a news cycle that is dominated by all these world events. And so as a candidate, at the best of times, it's hard to get your message through. You're up against, what, 34 other people. And so what's your experience been like trying to get your foot in the door? Because you come from experience behind the scenes. You were a government policy and analyst who uh, you worked in the late office or the office of late Councillor Pam McConnell. So you've got experience behind the scenes. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's been a bit difficult because as a policy analyst, I've been so nonpartisan for so long yeah. that um, picking a side is, you know, it's like career suicide somewhat because <laughs> it's, it's our job not to take a side to just objectively look at ideas and support them because that is the essence of democracy. However, over the last eight years, there hasn't been democracy. There's been, you know, like political division in the working class by separating the middle class from being working class. Meanwhile, the working class has expanded to include six figure incomes and all this political infighting between left wing, right wing, poor, middle class, rich, it's really taken away from actually doing policy work. And this is where civic education becomes a very big concern of mine because the average person doesn't deal in left wing or right wing politics. They deal with their life a day at a time. And mm -hmm. I don't want to say the short-sightedness of it doesn't allow many people to think of long-term policy goals and how we collectively carry on that work despite whoever gets elected. So let me, let me just step in there because look, yeah, I bet it has been. I mean, City Hall is not supposed to be partisan. I mean, it's the one level of government where you go in, you're elected by your wards, and you should be fighting tooth and nail for the needs of that ward. And and I look around the city of Toronto, and I'm, I've am i looked lived here for 24 years, and Chloe, I have never seen the city look so tired, run down, mm -hmm. dysfunctional. Um, I'm not sure that anyone should be anointed uh, the winner. I, I frankly think that people should be examining the policies and the views and, and seeing what other ideas are coming forward, uh, because the city 
city doesn't look great and there's a ton of crime. And so I think, um, you know, we should be examining who else is out there. Um, and so when you come forward with your ideas, because you come from a background where you actually lived in a youth shelter, you have uh, an experience where you have lived um, in some of the areas that we're trying to correct. And so what are you hoping and what are your policy decisions and or ideas that you think can shape Toronto in a better way moving forward? Well, this is where policy becomes so divorced from reality because it's like my right. main, the theme of what I'm trying to do is decentralized capitalism to restore our focus on democracy. As one of the younger nations in the world, North America, with the exception of the original people, kind of skipped civilization and went straight into decadence. We haven't really thought about democracy and how it's changing from majority rule to proportional representation and the work that it's going to require for all of us to get there. Instead, we've just been so profit focused. And this is where uh, the ideas that I'm putting forward are centered on restoring democracy to our smallest form of government so that we can actually begin to empower people to inform those larger provincial and federal pieces that we're also um, separated from, if I have to be honest, like Queen's Park and Parliament are really close in terms of transportation, but how many of us actually feel that we can approach these people? And to me, that's troubling because if someone like John Tory cannot face me as a working class person, how is he going to face the nurses, the tradespeople, all, everyone who's suffering from the unchecked greed of certain executives who refuse to give living wages and talk about creating good living conditions in communities. So yeah, like my policies are basically like getting back to basics where working class people, C-suite, the corporate, the corporate suite, and everyone involved, even the cleaners, get a fair chance and a vote on what happens to them. It can't just be this top-down like well big daddy approach yeah. you know but but i think that what what you're going to run into i mean we need everyday things done we need potholes fixed we need you know we, we have everyday services that are not being uh, you know accessed or accessible to people the city is run down looks like crap and so i think that some of the ideas you're talking about I, i'm not sure people would see that as like okay but how are you going to help me today because so often in city politics how are you going to help me today um oh. and so go ahead sorry uh, well, it starts with actually dealing with the over-representation of executives in the public boards. The reason why, in my opinion, the reason why the city is not working is because 80% of public boards are stacked with corporate strategists and corporate executives. And there's nothing wrong with having that title, but if you have too many of those types of thinkers in the room, rarely things go in the way of like securing dignity, equality, and freedom for people. So my plan is to reduce a lot of those overpaid public appointee roles, all those consultations, sorry, not the consultations, but those studies that we have KPMG and Deloitte doing, uh -huh. take that money and convert it into jobs for builders, makers, crafters, the people who Oh, you mean action. Work. Stop studying and actually get stuff done. Okay, I can get behind yeah. that. And I mean, okay. Where, like, this is where yeah. policy and politics becomes very, like, long and boring for a lot of people because it's like politics is now a never-ending marketing campaign and they give you these little sound bites and they sound great but policy is the actual planning of all the activities so right yeah my whole thing is just breaking down the corporate 
Canada control on local government and giving the money directly to citizens so that they can get these little, small, medium-sized projects done in their communities. It's time to stop studying them and just give the money to the people because there's trade workers, nurses, and everyone that we need in these communities that could be solving these problems if we just gave them the money. Nonetheless, it is... um... It is going to be a tough battle from now until Election Day, October 24th. What is the uh, webpage so people can actually take a look at what you have to offer? www.cb4to.com. It has videos, written policy. It has everything that makes it accessible to more than just the able-bodied community. So people with disabilities can be able to access it. And I've got social media that I respond to. I'm basically here to listen to the people and get this done because a lot of young people in this city are looking for new leadership, even middle career, older people. We need representation of working class people. And I'm here to do that as a policy analyst who has served the people. Nonetheless, good luck. Best of luck. Uh, We'll have you on again. Thanks so much for your time, Chloe. And if you want to check out Chloe Brown's uh, um, some of her policy ideas, it's cb4to.com. So cb4to.com. Whether I agree with or not with a candidate, whatever, I'm just happy to have them put their ideas out there. I don't think the mayor should have just a, an anointed winning. I think he has not necessarily done a great job. I think the city looks like crap, frankly. Um, so I'm willing to give the other candidates actually a forum to give their ideas. So I think that is important.